0: You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. On this episode of They Call Me Mr. You, we're talking about what it means to be in the minority in life. I'm not talking about race or political views or even economic status. I'm just talking about belief. What do you do when you're surrounded by people who don't understand you, who don't accept you or see things the way that you do? Just when you thought it was over, I really believe you're just getting started. I'm going to encourage you to dare to be different today. We're taking destiny by the beard and we will not let go. And yeah, I'm saying it, there is a chance. We're going to talk about it in detail on this episode of They Call Me Mr. You, which starts right now. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life. I don't know about you, but we your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. I'm your host, Mr. Yu! Oh uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah, welcome back to the All Purpose Pod for an All Purpose Life. We are your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. Tuck that tie in, baby, button that shirt, zip it up. We're ready to change the world today, baby, wherever you are. However you listening to our podcast today, thank you for making a Call Me Mr. You, part of your morning, your day, and your week. Season two, we are here, baby, we in the house. We coming to take over. I love it. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. So many of us, and I know people personally in this realm, and I'm meeting people along this line, who have such a passion and such a dream and such a hope, but they're surrounded by negative people. I won't go as far to say they're one of the crabs in the bucket because that's not a good analogy in this case, but you're surrounded by negativity, surrounded by people who don't edify you, who don't build you up, surrounded by people who don't want anything and even worse, they don't want you to want anything. But you're struggling to get out. I could hear it from the conversation. I can see it in your eyes, the trembling of your voice you want something more than what you have right now. And you know that there's more to life than what you're seeing right now. All you can see is from your viewpoint the people around you who all have this idea that if you go their way, if you follow their path, you have everything that matters. But deep down, deep down, you know it's not true. Deep down, you know it's a fallacy. Deep down, you know that path leads to a place you don't want to be. So you're fighting, you're scratching, you're clawing, you're trying to get away. You don't know how to. You don't want to hurt those feelings, you want to destroy relationships, but you know you got to get out. If you stay there too much longer, if you allow their mindset to become your mindset, if you allow their thoughts, To become your reality, if you allow their gods to become your god, you know without a shadow of a doubt that you would die if you stay there. But what I'm saying to you today, even in the midst of the turmoil, the struggles, all of the issues relationally and with family, and in business and commerce, and in workplaces, And personal relationships and friendships. I'm saying there's a chance. There's a chance to get free. There's a chance to break that chain. There's a chance to break that yoke off of your neck. So you can walk in the freedom that you were made for. It may look like a point point zero zero point point zero zero percentage of a chance. But there is a chance. We're gonna try to talk about it a little bit today. Hopefully, I can help encourage you to be different, be okay with failing, be okay with daring to be different, being okay with fighting your dreams. I'm hoping I can encourage you guys through the course of this podcast today. You ever heard? Well, I'm sure you've seen a scenario a time or two: the young man that that walks the halls in his school. New kid, doesn't feel very confident with himself. Maybe he doesn't like his clothes. Maybe he doesn't like the way his hair sits. Maybe he hates his shoes. Maybe he doesn't feel adequate. His mom made him wear suspenders. He has big glasses, look like Coke bottles. Maybe he don't feel good about himself. But the girl in his dreams, literally the girl in his dreams, walks past him, She normally ignores him, doesn't make eye contact, doesn't even know that he's there. But on this day, the girl of his dreams smiles at him as they pass each other in the hall. How about a young soccer player who day after day, week after week, season after season, rides the bench and hardly ever gets to any kind of playing time? He wants to be a professional soccer player someday, so he needs the, he needs the reps. He needs the activity. He needs the practice. He needs the in-game action. The midfield is playing awful today, and the coach is clearly frustrated. And something happens that never happened before. The coach walks over to him, looks down at him, and nods his head. Finally, it's go time. So you're saying there's a chance the world at large perpetuates the minority as being out of the loop uninformed or weird they're unnoticed they're unappreciated they've been devalued because they don't follow the common path they have so much to offer but the world at large would never know it Because they've been categorized as being uninformed, out of the loop, weird. If you don't do what everyone else does, I've seen it growing up, perhaps you have too. As a matter of fact, in our adulthood, we still see it. If you don't do what everyone else does, there's something wrong with you in their minds. You're a freak. And this is not advocating some of the stupid things that our fellow humans do in an effort to be different. I'm completely cutting them all out of this equation, out of this scenario. I'm not talking about them. They know who they are. Some of the things that those folks might be doing, they endanger others or they just flat out embarrass themselves in an effort to be unique, in an effort to be special. Or different But truth be told You were unique the entire time You may not have been able to Get hands on that value To the point that you can recognize it And appreciate it And embrace it But you were unique the entire time It doesn't come on you in your latter years You were unique before You came out of your mother's womb You were already unique you were unique from the very beginning. You had something of value from the very beginning. Most times, you spent our entire lives trying to find it. And to a tragic end, many get all the way to death's doorstep and hadn't realized what made you so different? What made you so special? And they go to sleep, never hearing the answer. It's pretty sad. One of my favorite passages in the scripture. And you hear it on throughout uh, season one. That's Romans 12 and two. I, I talk about it because I try to live it. It's my favorite for a reason because it challenges me, not because it sounds good or tickles my fancy because it does not do any of those things. But what it does do is it challenges me to look at things differently. It challenges me to adjust my view. On how I see things, how I see other people, how I see myself. And it challenges me. Essentially to do better, to line up, to make adjustments to my decisions and my behavior. When that scripture does that, it's good. Hold on to it. Romans 12 and 2, excuse me, Romans 12 verse 2 reads, do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Then you'll be able to know the will of God, what is good and pleasing to him and is perfect. Now, for those folks that are not inclined to even read this, I'm going to try to help you out. I'm not going to try to do a translation of any sort. Not my goal. I just want to try to help with some of the understanding that makes this such a powerful statement for me. If That's okay. But one of the things here that, the writer Paul is talking about is the fact that the standards of the world, the standards of this world, are so pervasive. They're very, very common, and it's not hard to kind of get on board, so to speak, with what's going on around us. Try to make ourselves after the image of what we see. There's a There was a common uh, thought, especially in my days coming up, especially in the 80s and even the 90s to some degree, especially for young women, that beauty was to be uh, mimicked or duplicated from what you see on billboards, what you see on commercial, what you see for models who don't have a whole lot on clothes wise. That was supposed to be the standard, the image of beauty. If you're a certain size, you're considered beautiful by the world at large. Obviously, that concept is not a good one. It's not only unhealthy, but it's also dangerous. People have taken, I know some young women who have taken drastic measures to accomplish that sense of beauty that the world says was it, the standard, the level you want to be on. The field you want to play on. And it's not at all what beauty actually is. So that's just one example of the standards of this world that Paul is advising us not to conform to. Men have that same problem. Young boys have that same problem. It's not just about young ladies. There's things that are around us that we feel as though we have to conform to. There was a concept for young, young men that they're not supposed to cry. To cry means weakness. I know some folks, and not personally anymore, but some folks that never cried. And they're not people I want to be around. They're cold and heartless. And they're so hard that they have nothing to offer. And they're miserable on the inside. They're not a joy to be around whatsoever. So that whole idea of not crying for young boys was a myth that was totally obliterated for me. And I can cry, so. I ain't ashamed to say it. But what does it mean to conform? Well, this is important because that passage is important to me because conformity is kind of where we have these challenges. We're talking about, I was talking about the young man and the young soccer player. In order to accomplish What the young man wanted was to have the girl of his dreams so they can be in love and have children and whatnot. The young soccer player wants to be a professional soccer player, but he has to have playing time so he can learn and grow and develop. It's not easy for either one of them to conform to whatever the standard is. The young man, in order to get that girl's attention, and we've seen it played out in movies and in art and in television, more years than I can even count. The young man will endure a makeover. He'd get contact lenses instead of the Coke bottles he was wearing. He'd lose the suspenders and have a nice t shirt or a dress shirt, nice shoes. Maybe get rid of the bag that had the cartoon characters on it and get a more mature book bag. Instead of the braces, maybe he'll take the braces off and, you know. I mean, there's so many ways that that young man could conform in order to get the attention of the girl of his dreams. Soccer player can do a whole bunch of things to try to get on the field. Maybe he can be so much nicer to the coach. Maybe to the point where he can be effusive with his praise to the coach. Anything to get in the coach's good graces. So when it's time to play, the coach might consider playing him. There's so many things that we do in order to conform. What does conform mean? Conform literally means to be molded according to a pattern. Hear that. Conform means to be molded according to a pattern. Assume a certain mind or character. This is already established. The mind and character is already established. You're assuming whatever that character or mind is. Change of the outward shape to fit a standard That like the young man trying to get the girl's attention He's changing his outward appearance Even though on the inside he's the same person He hasn't changed that He conceals that Underneath all the other changes on the outside Don't we do the same? We change the outside but the inside is exactly the same We may still be insecure We may still be fearful we may still be challenging our faith. We try to change the outside so people can believe that we're prospering, believe that we're growing, believe that we're mature, believe that we got it all together. But inside, it's still the same young man with braces and Coke bottles and suspenders and run over shoes, trying to impress the girl of his dreams. We do that in so many ways. So again, to conform means to be molded according to a pattern, Assume a certain mind or character change of the outward shape to fit a standard. Now, if you want the lowest risk and the highest potential for acceptance from others, conformity is definitely your best bet. If you want the lowest risk and the highest potential for acceptance from other people, conformity is your best bet. If you want to be among the minority who have gifted the world, innovations, inventions, and inspiration, You will accept the greater risk and reduce your need for acceptance with a changed mindset. Hear that today. Did you catch that? Nobody wants to be in a minority by choice, except those that are just tired of people. I can relate to that. I've had those feelings. I'm sure many of you have too. You're just tired of the way our fellow humans do things. And sometimes we just choose isolation as the result or as the remedy for that. We just rather be away from people. (laughs) I understand that. There's some good and bad regarding that though. But in order to have the opportunity to fully utilize the gifts of innovation and invention and inspiration, you have to accept a greater risk because you have more to risk. You have to reduce your need for acceptance. On our earlier podcast this season, we were talking about Having a dream so big That it affects and benefits other people That's a dream worth having That's a dream worth dying for In order to be in this company You're going to accept a greater risk But you also have to reduce your need to be accepted You have to change your mindset This is not going to be a common path that you're walking It is going to be lonely Just a spoiler alert for you It's going to be lonely Because everybody's not going to to walk with you you may see the same folks, once you succeed, pop up and say, I was always down for you. I always knew you were going to make it. They didn't walk the path with you, but they definitely drove to the finish line to meet you there. They ain't going to walk with you and run with you. When you're, t- when you're tired and you're on your knees on that path and you just don't think you can take it anymore, they ain't going to come and lift you up. But when you finally get there, they be at the finish line. Yeah, I always knew you were going to make it. I never had a doubt. That's my best friend. I about $5? So what if being in a minority goes right? It's a great story that we can tell about how our lives overcame the odds and how we're survivors. It'd be a great movie, except that we often live the rest of our lives in survival mode. We live on the defense. You ever watch a boxing match where one of the fighters, I'm not saying any names, didn't throw a punch, just played defense and covered up for 10 rounds? That's happened before. And many of us, myself included, have paid for that kind of fight. It would be the worst boxing match in history. It would be painful to watch. I watched it. I was in pain. So is living a life on the defense without any offense. Or progressive dreaming. Progressive thinking. I respect the young guy that isn't confident in himself but thinks it's one in a million chance that girl will ever even see him. I respect that. Or one in a million chance that he'll get to start a game before he graduates and hopefully become a professional soccer player. I respect that. Or one in a million chance that you will accomplish that dream and you'll be the exception and not the rule. I respect that because there is a chance. Getting past the numbers, statistics, and what's most likely to happen to this person or these people, the environment, the petri dish, the experiment. We got to get past this. Are there any chain breakers out there right now? I'm talking to you guys. Are there any world changers out there? Anybody a member of the no quit nation out there right now? You're probably surrounded by people who encourage you to do what everybody else is doing. (laughs) It's not the kind of encouragement you need. Don't walk the boat. It's making us dizzy. And we want things to be nice and calm and regular and normal and common and average Change makes us feel uncomfortable. Background, upbringing, words spoken over us, doubt, fear, belief. We got to overcome the struggle of overcoming ourselves. Honestly, we got adversaries and we got enemies and we got obstacles and mountains, but we are our own worst enemy because we do the most damage to our destiny more than anybody else does. The words that we speak out of our mouths, the things that we listen to and take in. The things that we listen to and receive and accept. It's not an invisible enemy or haters or the lack of support from our family. It's us, what we speak, what we deny, what we limit, what we avoid, what we hide from the fences that we sit on because we won't decide. There's a small percentage of people who go in the other direction. That's who we're talking to today That small percentage of people who are Not the ones that have their own YouTube channel They don't have a master class online Giving you seven keys to a successful life They are not the ones that live in their own hometown Their whole lives They've actually ventured out Because they want to better themselves for once And get away from the negative expectations Or limiting expectations of their family Those in the town or in the city where they come from put a cap on how much you're going to accomplish. They are not the ones that you find with a hordes of friends, massive networks, and famous friends all around them. I'm talking to the ones that you can't see so easy. I'm talking about the ones that are obscured in the dirt, the trouble, the adversity. I'm talking about the diamonds because they're still so deep in the dirt. I'm talking about the olive that got crushed so you can have oil. I'm talking about that person that I consider a precious resource, a door to greatness, hidden in earthen, unassuming vessels. You walk past them every day and they look unassuming. You don't think anything about them. They're not even moving the needle for you. You might even consider them irrelevant. You don't even see them. You overlook their posts on social media because... They don't look like you'd like them to look or put off the kind of image you think success is. In your mind, they don't look like much, but they're precious, they're integral, and their lives have made somebody else's lives better just because they're in it. Can you say that about yourself? Whose life is better because you're in it? These folks aren't hermits. People I'm talking to right now, they're not hermits. They're not losers. They're stronger than most of us. Because they've learned not to conform to the standards of this world. But be comfortable to a degree with who they are. They open to change, but they understand that change doesn't mean being like somebody else who looks successful. Walking a path that you're unfamiliar with. Cause you don't know how they got to where they got, what they had to go through to get to where they go through. I didn't plan to share all of the stories today, but look up inspirational stories and people who have made history coming from modest upbringing. Look at that pain. There's actresses that I can think of right now that watched their mother abused by their father for years and years. And they're one of the most famous stars in Hollywood. There are people who have, Been abused who grew up in foster care And some of the richest people in the world right now So I don't Recommend that we play the comparison game And try to be like somebody else I don't recommend a young man try to be like the jocks Just to get the girl of his dreams attention Because you don't know the path That jock has to go through What they deal with in their homes Most bullies Deal with some hard stuff in their life. That's why they lash out at you. So think about that before you decide, you know, I want to bring all the bullies down and bring them all to their knees and crush them. Grind them to dust. Before you think about doing all of that, recognize that you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what their troubles are. You may want to be in control and have influence and power, but you don't know what it costs to have that. Just a thought. But those folks are not hermits. They're not losers. They're stronger than most of us. Because they recognize the need to stay grounded and not conform to be like everybody else. If you believe Newton's third law, objects that interact with each other, then exert force on each other. Action and reaction. It's easy to yield to the push. It's harder to pull against and resist. It's harder to pull against and resist. Even when it comes to the standards of this world, it's hard To pull against that and resist But there's value in doing that Because if you're not If you conform to that It's from the passage that we read earlier If you conform to that You begin to assume A certain mind You assume a certain character and You know when your mind and character are affected Everything you do is affected Who you're around is affected by what you decide That's why conformity is so bad Because if you conform to the standards of this world A world that is clearly in front of us That's dying Is decaying in front of us Some good things that happen You can see a a good news story about a puppy from time to time But overall Our world is decaying It's falling into disarray Disrepute And it seems to be destroying itself So that tells you That the standard of this world Is not something that's permanent That you can hold on to and rest in That's why we can't conform to it because it's temporary. Things are going to change. So we don't need to try to follow somebody else's example or be like somebody else or do what they're doing to be successful. There's a path for all of us. We got to find it. But being different is most valuable when the difference really matters. Not more being unique, but it really matters when you are on a hill that you're worth... That's worth dreaming and worth dying for. It's the hill you're willing to die on. It's the the, the the thoughts you're willing to see come to reality so that generations can benefit. That others outside of you can benefit. That's when being different has such a beautiful advantage. There's another passage in the scripture to the book of Matthew in chapter 7. I love it. It says for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult, the road that leads to life and few find it. It's Matthew 7, 13 and 14 for the record. But think about that the imagery there. I love it because it, I can see the imagery so clearly for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction. Why, why is the, why is the road so broad and why is the gate so wide? Because it accommodates more people Meaning More people are on the path to destruction Than those that are not Meaning Translation again It's a Mr. U translation That means that That means that the road is so broad There's a lot of people on it That's the majority That means the majority Of people Are on that road That's why the gate so wide That's why the road is so broad Many go through it. Many, many generations have walked through that. But then the opposite says, how narrow is the gate and difficult the road is to find that leads to life? Few find it. Might be thinking, oh, that's not fair. I want everybody to have the same experience. I want everybody to have the same road, the same success in life. Yeah, that's not how it works. We have to decide which of these paths we're going to choose and we decide it every day with everything that we decide to do in life. Every action. Every decision. We decide which one we want. It's not a third road. It's just two. As we see here in the passage. One that leads to destruction that's broad and everybody's doing it. Or the one that is narrow. Kind of hard to find because it's not Flashy doesn't have a lot of lights and fireworks and big signs say here. The road to narrow to life. It's narrow. It's obscure. But you don't find it commonly traveled. Very few find it. That's what we're looking at here. Wide gate and a broad road that leads to destruction, and a narrow gate and a road that's not so easy to find. That leads to life that few ever find. My mom used to count it every time I wanted to do something that my friends were doing, she would say, are hey, they jumping off a bridge, you gonna do that too? <laughs> I love my mama. <laughs> no mama, I can't swim and I'm not stupid. I'm not gonna jump off a bridge. But I didn't appreciate that then. I'm like, what is she talking about? I just wanna hang on with my friends. I don't off a bridge who's gonna do that but I realized that it's such a draw and a pull even in your adulthood not, I'm not even talking about the childish thing I think we kind of passed that now but even as an adult the adult that you are right now there's a pull on you to do certain things your parents tell you how many kids to have right now as an adult they're telling you how many grandkids they're mapping it out for you I'm like uh, you're gonna be in the womb directing traffic they want you to have a certain amount of kids. They want you to work at a certain job to continue the family legacy, to keep the family business going. It's a lot of pressure that we receive as adults. And then don't, don't we can't count out television and cinema and media giving us these images and ideas telling us what to do. Tell us how we should live, how we should treat people, what we should focus on, what we should invest in. There's so many draws that lead us to these places. But we have to resist where necessary. There's two roads. One that's broad that leads to destruction, and one that's narrow that leads to life. One is pretty popular, everybody goes through it, and the other one is pretty uncommon, very few find it. <clears throat> I heard a question about a week and a half ago that I want to share with you guys. We close out the episode today. What's the difference between a vagrant and a believer whose faith has been misplaced? What's the difference between a vagrant and a believer whose faith has been misplaced? It's not a riddle or anything, but just a thought. Cause they both at a place of need. They both looking for something artificial or superficial or sacrificial to meet that need. The difference is that they're both begging for spare change. Think about that one. What's the difference between a vagrant and a believer whose faith has been misplaced? They're both begging for change. One wants the kind of change that makes a sound in the tin can. The other wants the leftovers from God's table, hoping that there's something left over as he's blessing everybody else. They're hoping there's a blessing for them. They begin to lose their faith, or so it seems. They just want something better. They want change. One wants change so they can buy something with to eat. Other one wants change so that their lives can be experienced a kind of breakthrough to get them out of the doldrum of life where they're at right now. So, yes, I'm saying that there's a chance. There's more than a chance. There's more than a chance. You are a winner today. Just because of the decisions you make yesterday. I don't know what it is that you have your eye on. I don't know what it is you're trying to accomplish. I don't know if you want to own your own home. I don't know if you want to own your own business that thrives and that serves other people. <clears throat> I don't know if you want the girl of your dreams or the guy of your dreams. I don't know what your goal is in life. But I do know this. The decisions you make today affect your tomorrow. And there's so much more than a chance. You know, if I'm telling you the truth, if, 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 if you quit, you realize that you missed the opportunity. So today I just want to encourage you guys, don't quit. Don't give up. There's more than what you see on this side of things. Your vision might be a little bit obscure because you got so much stuff around you. People who don't believe in you. People who don't see things from your perspective. It could just be shadows and it could be confusing and it could be do you, you questioning yourself. Why am I here with these people? Why am I around this? I need something more I'm encouraging you don't quit don't give up break the chains break out surround yourselves with those that nurture and encourage what you are trying to accomplish in life there's two roads decide which one you're going to be on even if it means you're by yourself make the call I encourage you guys hope you have a fantastic day a fantastic week Hope you enjoyed the episode, it's encouraging to you Have a great day Thank you for making They Call Me Mr. U Part of your morning, your day and your week Coach out Enjoy the music